Thanks for listening to Middle Aged and Mediocre. I'm Cash. I'm Joel. And uh, we are a podcast about all things strange and unusual, death, and UFOs, and other creepy, Cults, weird, random shows. There you go. Yeah. No, uh, I'm just naming things in the room. Jolly old St. Joel. Ha <laughs> ha. Just in time for Christmas. That's a Christmas reference. That's a Christmas reference. What's up, buddy? Ho, ho, ho. I don't know why, but I kind of thought you would show up today in a Santa outfit. Yeah. I don't know why. I just you had it in my head like he's going to walk in, bag full of gifts. I do that Christmas Eve for you the do. kiddos. Yeah. And you do the uh, hockey dance. Go to people's house. I've been known to do that yeah, too. Yeah. I had it on video for a while. Uh-huh. Still do, probably. <laughs> It's impressive seeing a Santa do the entire Humpty Dance yeah. song, like lyric word for word, flawless, flawlessly. <laughs> it is flawless. I will give you that. Thank you. It is flawless. Thank it was, you. It's entertaining. Uh, if you do it again this year, we'll have to get it uh, on video again. Throw sure. it on the old TikTok. I mean, I can do it. We have a TikTok back. Nothing stop. Nothing stopping me. On uh, on TikTok. Middle, it's like middle aged me. It's either middle-aged and mediocre or middle-aged mediocre, uh-huh. but we're on there, so you can find us. Here's a fun story. I tried to download TikTok, yeah. and my phone doesn't have the space, mm. so I, I just stopped trying. You know, you're better off. <laughs> I hate that I have it back on my phone now, Yeah, because I constantly keep getting notifications like, there's new videos, and it's cool. just like, I don't know any of these people. There's always new videos. Yeah, there's always. That's never ended. <laughs> That's what you are. That's you're a video with, thing. That's the problem with of TikTok. Of course there's new videos. <laughs> Uh, but and it and is not new videos. It is almost Christmas. We're close. Christmas time eight days? is near. Nine, eight uh, days. A few. Yep. Eight. Uh, more than three. Eight. Okay. Eight, this eight, is next Sunday. Eight crazy nights. <laughs> uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. You're right. Yeah. Eight. Man, eight, I'm on a roll. Eight and a half. You include the rest of today. Yep. Uh, but what? What do you do? Anything special for Christmas? Any Christmas plans? Nope. Nope. Okay. <laughs> Same here, really. Maybe we, maybe we will we will record next week. Sure. I just figured you were like... I got nothing. I figured you had things to do. Well, Saturday's Christmas Eve. I mean, I'll get Lily for a little bit at some point, but that's later on. Okay. I'll dress as Santa and... Well, Sunday I got nothing. Yeah. And Monday I'm off. I'll have Lily a little bit Sunday. So... And Monday I'm off, but I get Lily. Okay. We'll figure something out. Yeah. This could probably happen off air. Good, but it's not. It's happening on air. People get to hear us plan. Uh, so for today's episode, we have uh, last week we talked about the stabbings in Moscow, Idaho. Week before uh, last. Last week we had Triceratops. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Week before last. Hey, this could happen off air. You corrected me. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Last week we interviewed Triceratops. Go check that out. Uh, week before that, we had uh, we did a little bit of an update. Just kind of discussed what we knew so far. Uh, we're going to start this episode by going back over that case and okay. some more information. I figured we'd get a little bit more in-depth into it. Uh, it is currently, the investigation is, you know, is currently still happening. Uh, it's been, what, a month? Two it months? happened November 13th, so yeah, it's been over a month. Yeah, over a month, okay. So we'll do that, and then uh, I got five... Uh, you got uh, five on it? I got five on it. Cool. Pretty... Uh, I got zero. Ridiculous unsolved crimes All right. to go along with this unsolved, currently See how many I can case. solve? 
We'll see how see if you can solve all five. To the yeah, I do, yeah. Well, I want your I want to get your theory. Okay. On what you think happened? You're gonna get it. Okay. All right. <laughs> uh, you're the opposite of salt and pepper. Always gonna. I'm always gonna get it. Oh yeah. Nothing for that. That's in vogue. Isn't is it? that in vogue? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> of course, you got nothing for that. <laughs> you deserve nothing for that. All right, let's edit that out. Never gonna let's, get. Let's, never gonna get let's it. Cut that never out. Never gonna get. Never gonna get it. Whoop, 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 whoop. We don't cut anything out here. <laughs> no, that's so much. You work. get all of our fuck ups. Uh, but okay, so let's get into the current. Uh, I mean, it's a fucked up thing that happened. Um, Moscow, Idaho. Uh, this, in America. In America, not not Moscow, Idaho, Russia. Yeah. This is the American Idaho. To clarify. <laughs> uh, this happened November 13th, 2022 where four uh, University of Idaho students were stabbed to death in their uh, off-campus three-story rented home. Uh, five, so the house, uh, five female students live in it, share it together. Uh-huh. Uh, it's, uh, they live, you know, in the in the college town of Moscow, Idaho. About 25,000 25, people live there. Uh, they had not had a murder in Moscow, Idaho since 2015. Like, it's pretty rare there for this kind of yeah. stuff to happen. Um, there was a sixth person listed on the lease at the time of the murder, uh, but they were no longer there. Um, it's again a three-story house, um, had six bedrooms. You know, pretty big house. It, Spacious. It's kind of the party house. Yeah, it was known yeah. as the party house. Yeah, that's what I heard. Um, so on in, in the middle of the early, early on the thirteenth, uh, three female victims: Madison, Maddie, Mogan. Uh, she's age twenty-one. She was born in May 2001. Uh, can you believe people are being yeah. born in the 2000s? How insane <laughs> is that? We are all sold. She was born in May 2001 in Eugene, Oregon. Uh, Kaylee Goncalves. She's 21, uh, born in Concord, California. Her and Maddie met in middle school when um, they both moved to this area. Yeah. Uh, they met in middle school, became like inseparable. Uh, third victim... Uh, Zanna Kernodal, she's 20, born and raised in Post Falls, Idaho, uh, which is right there, local. Uh, she was in the same sorority as Maddie, worked with her part-time at a Greek restaurant. Um, they all lived together in the house uh, with two other roommates, um, Bethany and Dylan. And uh, then Zanna's boyfriend, Ethan, he's 20 years old. Could you imagine having that many roommates? That's a lot of roommates. That's Man. a lot of people to live yeah. with. Yeah, and all their friends. and Just, just... everybody coming in and going. I don't care how big the house is. Yeah. Uh, Ethan's born in Conway, Washington. He's a triplet, has a brother and sister that he's very close with. Uh, again, he was dating Zana, uh, and the night of the attacks, he was sleeping over there with her. He stayed there a lot. The uh, two other female roommates, Dylan and Bethany, they li also lived at the house. They slept through the attacks and weren't injured. So originally, uh, when we first kind of talked about this, I had some suspicions about them. Yeah. Um, just because, like, how the fuck you how, how do you sleep through that? The more I've kind of, like, read about it, uh, I don't really have, like, I don't think they have any involvement. I, whatsoever. I heard something too where they didn't think they were dead when they first found them. They thought they were just like they thought it passed out. The first person they thought they found they thought they was passed out. Yeah. Which when we kind of get into some of the details is going to be a little I don't know how they thought that. Yeah. But seems like there'd be some blood. So um the house sits on a hill like on it's at 1122 King Road in Moscow, Idaho. Three-story house sits on a hill. 
Uh, the front door goes into the first floor, like yeah. from the street, and then on the back of the house, which is like up on the hill, uh-huh. um, there's a sliding glass door that goes into the back of the house, and it takes you right on the second floor. So the way the house is set up is like you got your first floor, and it's like looks like half of the house. Yeah. Then there's the hill, and then you got the whole back, second yeah. and third story. Um, Bethany and Dylan's bedrooms are on the first floor. Uh, Zana and Ethan were sleeping in Zana's room on the second floor, and then Maddie and Kayla were sleeping on the third floor. There's a picture that's been posted um, when this first happened. This picture was like all over the place. It shows all of the roommates and Ethan like standing together. Uh-huh. Uh, then the two um, surviving roommates are on the ends yeah. with their faces blurred, which is kind of. Uh, Kind of eerie how like those two are on the yeah, ends, yeah, and they, you know, and then the ones in the middle are the ones that are the victims. Um, so the night of the murder murders, <coughs> Ethan and Zana were at a fraternity party, uh, only like two minutes away from the house. They got to the party around eight p.m. At around ten p.m., Kaylee and Maddie were picked up and taken to a local sports bar in downtown Moscow called the Corner Club. Bethany and Dylan returned home around one a.m. After both being out, like, separately from everybody and each other. Um, and then Ethan and Zana returned home around 1.45 from the frat party. Kaylee and Maddie left the corner club around 1.30 a.m. And then uh, they were seen on a Twitch live stream that, like, apparently there's a food truck. Yeah, vendor, food. Like, they yeah. regularly live streams, <laughs> like, the comings and goings of the... That's whatever. I'm sure people watch it. Um, probably watch and see if they see their kids. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but so you see Maddie and Kaylee on this live stream ordering food from the food truck. In the background of the live stream is a guy wearing like a jacket and a gray hoodie and a hat. Uh, he's acting kind of odd. Um, but I, I don't know if like he's at, like, I don't know if, if this didn't happen and you watch the same video, if yeah. you would even bother with the way he's, uh-huh. but with context of what happened, basically anything anybody's doing. What's he doing back there? Just kind of real shit. He's just kind of something. Like, just kind of like he he's just like letting people go in front of him like he's not he's not there to order food oh, okay yeah and when you first see Kaylee and Maddie walk into the picture he's like right there behind them uh-huh and then when they go to get the food truck he like backs away and just kind of stands and stares at them and then like hmm. again just like kind of lets people in front of yeah. him yeah um so aren't they talked? Surely they found that dude. Hopefully, and well. So to on him. the video, you see him talking to like a beard, like a dude with a beard. Uh, the beard. Those guy, guys are the worst. Can't trust the beards. <laughs> uh, the bearded guy was eventually questioned about the about that guy about uh-huh. the conversation. He said the guy seemed nice. Um, we talked about beards. You know, it didn't seem like anything anything weird. Uh, but not too long after getting their food, Maddie and Kaylee get into an Uber. And you see the guy with the beard kind of point their direction yeah. while he's talking to the other guy. Uh-huh. Uh, and he says that he, he told the cops that he told the guy, because um, I think he thought they were like, he was with them the way. Oh, yeah. He kind of said like, hey, your friends are leaving. And I guess that guy like turns and looks and says, what the fuck? And then like then takes off. <laughs> he just like, leaves. So um, during the course of the wow, 10 minutes. Wow, so he thought those, that guy was actually with the two girls. Apparently, like, because I think, you know, because like, they all kind of walk up together. Yeah. And then I don't know if that guy says something to the bearded guy to make him think he's with them. Yeah. But, uh, so they're, they're all on the live stream for about 10 minutes. Not once do, like, any of them acknowledge each other. Yeah. Like, if you watch it, the girls 
just are completely oblivious to this guy. Uh, I don't even look back and like do the head nod. Like they don't. I don't think they know this guy. Like is anywhere near. Like yeah. he clearly isn't with them. Yeah. Um. But the police have talked to that guy, and he's been ruled out as a suspect. So he may just be like you know wrong place. Women be dealing with some shit. Yeah. So. He's just some fucking dude. I guess it's not against a lot of look. <laughs> He's just probably some drunk dude that thought he had it, you know. Yeah. Trying to, these two girls. You guys just been standing back there looking at the menu, too, or something. You know, like yeah. people in front of him. I mean, all of these girls are, ex- like, they're all very attractive, like, yeah. you know, 20-ish something college girls in a college town drinking at, like, a... So I'm sure they get they get plenty of, like, annoying fucking guys. Yeah. Um, But Maddie and Kaylee get back to the house around 1.55 a.m., between 2.26 a.m. and 2.44 a.m., Kaylee calls her uh, ex-boyfriend Jack like six times. Yeah. Uh, from 2.44 a.m., but he doesn't answer. From like forty from 2.44 a.m. to 2.52 a.m., Maddie then calls Jack three times. Um, it's assumed that Maddie and Kaylee like were in the same bed together because uh, they're like just, in, you know, like they're, yeah. separate, like they're best friends. They have rooms across the hall from each other, but... They're probably both in there just hanging out, and Maddie probably is like, well, let me see if he answers my call. Yeah. Uh, and then, um, so, you know, Kaylee may have been trying to call. She, you know, she'd been drinking, maybe thinking like, hey, Miss Jack. Yeah. Or maybe Jack was a dick, and her and Maddie were like going to like give him some shit. Fighting, yeah. For whatever reason, though. Checking in on him. Uh, he doesn't answer Maddie's calls either. So at 2.52 a.m., <coughs> Kaylee <coughs> attempts to call him one last time. Uh, he doesn't answer again, and uh, as far as tracking what everyone was doing that night goes, that's about the end of what we know. Yeah. So sometime between 3 a.m. and 5 a.m. is when the murders take place. Uh, could be a could be a single killer, could be a pair of killers. I don't know, but it seems they, like I wonder if they know the order. If they can tell somehow. T- I don't even know how they would be able to tell that yeah, not- though, because it probably all happened within. 20 minutes I'd say of within each minutes other. Of each yeah. other. <clears throat> um, it seems like most likely they came in through the sliding glass door in the, the back se- of the house. On the second floor. It's still street floor. level, though. No, it's up above the street level. Okay. Yeah, the first floor is on street level. Okay. And the second floor is up above. Um, but they uh, get in through the second floor of the house, and then um, so they start. I would say they start with Xana and Ethan. I would say they go right because they're on the second floor. Uh huh. So I'm assuming um, they go there first and then go upstairs. Uh, but they could have went upstairs first, came back down. But you would assume they start right where they are. Yeah. Uh, the coroner stated that uh, all the victims were likely asleep, at least when the murders began. At least one of the victims, I think there was at least two, maybe three of the victims, had defensive wounds. Uh, the murder weapon was a large knife, most likely with a fixed blade. And there were no signs of any kind of sexual assault. Uh, Dylan and Bethany stated that they never heard anything at all. The next day, Dylan and Bethany woke up, like, later in the morning. They found the four victims, like you said. Uh, at first, they thought they were just passed out. Yeah. And it was, like, 11 or 12 yeah, it was by like, then, too. Yeah. College kids. Honest, you know, I sleep in on a Sunday. I think there'd be a smell to them, even nine hours in. Something. Between three and... Um, but Idaho might be cold too. So one of the two know. girls fainted when they found them. Yeah, uh, and then like they call instead of calling the police immediately, they call their friends first, like some of their friends. And some of the friends went ahead and come over. Uh, and then while the friends are there, like they call the police. Uh, 
That's weird. It's a little bit weird. Um, and then the police arrive shortly after they're called. So there's a picture. Of, this is where I'm like, I get a, maybe only one floor has this because it's coming out the second floor. But there's a picture from the house where blood is just dripping out of the house and running down the side wow. from the second floor. So like, it had to be a bloodbath inside wow. the house. So if they do find these bodies on the second, I'm assuming they find the, f- the second floor bodies first. And there's got to be enough blood in there that you don't think somebody's faint, like passed out. And how does someone not track blood? If, if you're the, do- if it's if that you're, much blood, if you're doing this to somebody, four people, yeah, yeah how are you not tracking blood? Like at least a drop or two. There has to be a blood trail. So again, the investigation is still ongoing. Um, theories right now range from this being a targeted attack. The one girl just got in trouble for like drugs. The or girl's something. mom. Oh, the girl's yeah. mom. Okay, Zana. Um, it also may be just. A, I know so little about it. It may be a random attack. Yeah. Um, there's been some I, random dude with a knife, but like we said that last episode too, it was just like that mayhem group. It could be yeah. something like that where it's just crazy just, motherfuckers just wanting to do crazy fucking things. People, just, yeah, people decide they're going to kill somebody. People suck. Uh, like you were saying, um, there's a there's speculation that was done as a retaliation in relation to drug activity as Zana's mother was arrested for drug trafficking. Like, within days, I can't remember if it was two days before or two days after, but it was, like, yeah. right there in that time frame. Um, so, you know, maybe she fucked up. And it's just so personal with a knife. Yeah. Uh, and but, I feel like it's... I feel like that's someone just that has done it before. I mean, just... To be able to, if it's one person, to yeah. be able to come in and kill four people. And I don't understand how, if it's two or more, how they could get away without being seen. Yeah. And if there's like, defensive you would think ones, one person could kind of come and go a little easier than more but yeah how does one person kill four people uh i mean and I the other people don't wake up like the floor below so even if you start so like i, I wish i knew which ones had defensive wounds yeah because if you start the second floor and say you kill both of them and there's no no fighting back no noise yeah you get those two and then i guess you go to the third floor and maybe those two fight back there's nobody on the second floor that can hear and then the first floor yeah. They probably can't hear anything up there. Sure. So, uh, but, like, the the retaliation thing sounds possible. Like, you get maybe two or three guys. Yeah. They come in. They don't know who's who. So, like, they don't know, maybe they don't know which one's her daughter. So, they're so, just like, we're fucking killing everybody. But then why don't they go down to the first floor? Well, I have a theory about okay. that. Okay. So, um... At first, law enforcement stated that there that there was a threat to the community, like to everybody should be on guard. Hell yeah! But then, like almost immediately after they came back and were like, "We're a little quick to speak." Uh, right now, we do not consider there being a threat to the community. Huh. So, uh, in the first few days following the murders, there were over six hundred tips given to law enforcement, and the police conducted over ninety interviews. Who knows how many they've done at this point? Yeah. Uh, currently, though, there are no suspects, no motives, no leads, and no evidence. Uh, some of the family members of the victims have done interviews or for various TV shows oh, and news man, networks. Just be a family member of something like that too, and just no fucking answers. This but like long. they've all provided their own theories. Um, they've shared a little bit of information they've been given by law enforcement. But like some of them have like shared theories that have like I think are going to fuck up the investigation a little bit. Maybe point to the wrong people. Yeah, because like they're just dragging up anybody that they can think. Which yeah. you know is what you're going to do. 
Oh yeah, you want answers and you start looking and looking and um, like you said, like once you, you look at things differently, knowing what happened, what happened. Yeah. you start to like yeah, yeah so any you, kind of odd behavior, uh-huh. you could like create, you could take something that happened that was innocent and twist yeah. it. <clears throat> um, like we were talking about, it is weird that the two surviving roommates heard nothing, but there was a guy that uh, was interviewed by Fox News. His name was Ryan. He used to live in that house like before these people did. Uh-huh. And he had a roommate, and he told them, which, you know, who knows, and this could go, he could have worse hearing. So there's all kinds of factors in this. But he told Fox News that um, unless his roommate was, like, on the second or third floor playing, like, his television super loud or like doing something like yeah. super fucking loud he couldn't hear anything yeah he's like just the way it's built you know you really can't hear i heard too the house had a key code entry it had a key code so entry. Whoever, but a lot of people had it because it was a party house a party house but so, still yeah. whoever had it i mean someone there's it it, it can't just I, I i don't believe the random i don't think it's random yeah like I think I it's think, somebody that knows them yeah i think it's definitely someone that knows somebody or like maybe or it, someone they know set it up. It might be like a random thing from random people that have been at one of the parties. Yeah. And then maybe they don't really know anybody. Yeah, and they're like, Well, this would be easy to come yeah. back and yeah. do fucking so, heinous things. Uh they did have a dog named Murphy. Um, but Murphy was kept in a separate room at night, so he probably didn't ever even know there was yeah. anybody in the house. So he's still a good boy. He's a good boy. Um So here's where I kinda think uh, so based on the fact that Dylan and Bethany were on the first floor, uh, and nothing happened to them, uh-huh. it's assumed that the killer or killers entered through the back door. Uh, there was a neighbor though that stated that the following morning around 8 a.m. he was out walking his dog, and that the front door was wide open. I don't on know the that, first door, first the, floor, the first floor, yeah. first floor. Huh. Um, no sign of forced entry. At the back of the house is like a wooded area. Um, which is, I assume, probably where the killer came from. For that guy, to, I feel sorry, but I feel like for that guy, to, he probably walks that dog a lot around that time yeah. and would notice, you know, he probably, I bet that did. I mean, it probably was open, but that's just a, it's November. Yeah. I'm assuming in Idaho it's cold. This yeah. is like up near Washington. Uh-huh. So I'm assuming it's pretty fucking cold. I'm not a scientist, but, but I mean, I, I keep my door so. open a lot, so. Yeah. Uh. But not at night. Not at night. You no. psycho. <laughs> um. So, originally, I did. Last time we talked about this, I had some suspicions about the roommates. But I think, knowing now, so I'm pretty sure, like, if if you think of a house, like, I think when people think of a house that has multiple stories, you, I think, generally assume, or maybe this is just me, that the bedrooms are in the upper floors. Yeah. So, I think if the killer or killers enter through the, like, they came through the wooded area, come through the back door... There's in their head. There's like unless they know who lives there, mm-hmm. they probably don't even know or think there's bedrooms on the first floor. Yeah. So they're just thinking second floor and top floor. Um. So you know I'm thinking, but then if the door's left wide open, I can't imagine you coming through the back from the wooded area, kill four people, and then just leave right out the front door yeah. and leave it open. And I would think too, if you broke into the front door, you would shut it behind you. Yeah. Like and would, if you break into the front door, then, I don't know, maybe... I would shut all doors. Maybe the two I girls mean, were, like, super... Maybe they drank a lot. Yeah. Or just heavy sleepers. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I, I, don't, I, I don't know if the door being open has anything to do with this at all. It may have just been, like, they forgot to close the fucking door. 
wind blew it open, something, you know? Yeah. But, uh, it's just like, crazy they wouldn't. I mean, these girls are lucky. Yeah. You know, that they didn't. But I do think whoever it was, I, that's why I kind of think it was people, it was somebody that didn't really know them. Because I do think they just, I mean, unless, the, unless it was just those four people had pissed off somebody, you know, to where they're like, well, the other two are cool. We don't have to do anything to them. Yeah. So. I don't. I think maybe they just didn't even know there were two people in the first floor. I hope we get some answers. So, like we said, the house was a party house. Um, often held large, you know, these huge gatherings. Uh, it's not really crazy to think the neighborhood is like a safe one. Like, I mean, things just don't really like 2015's last murder. Before that, it was like you know they don't happen all the time. Yeah. So there's a possibility they just kind of forgot to shut the door. Um. But again, it might have just blown open. It also with it being a party house. Um, there may have been other people that were there that night. Mm-hmm. You know, one of them leaves, they forget to, you know, whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, also, like, you wouldn't have to know these people or really be in the house to know what the house looks like because all of them, you posted meet, uh, videos a lot, like, especially on TikTok. Yeah. Where if you watched enough of them, oh. you get the layout of the house. Like they're every. They're and you like, want to start TikToking? <laughs> I know. Uh, and on, actually, if you wanted to really know what this house, like, if you like were planning on killing these people, and you wanted to know what the layout was going to be, yeah. you could have just went online. I was going to say most houses and got the whole floor plan. Yeah, yeah, from when they were sold or whatever. So, realty. Um, so far, the police have cleared Bethany and Dylan. They've cleared the uh, odd guy that shows up in the food truck live. And Dylan's stream. a girl. Dylan's a girl. Okay. Um. They've cleared the driver that took Maddie and Kaylee home that night. They've cleared the ex-boyfriend, Jack. Um, the guy that his name was on the lease, or an individual, I don't know if it's a guy or yeah. but the name, the person that was on the lease before, they cleared them because uh, they had moved out before the school year had even started, like somewhere else. That They just haven't been taken off the lease yet. Uh, there was a person that was uh, possibly stalking Kaylee, and that guy has been cleared. Um and then the friends who came over when Del- Dylan and Bethany called them that morning, and just, just all of them were cleared. cleared. Doesn't mean anything. Yeah, either. I mean, if cops did, release people all the time. <laughs> if he did this shit, you're gonna lie about it. <laughs> yeah. So some um, weird things though that happened in this area, or uh, just kind of related to this. Two weeks before these murders, uh, back in October, an Australian Shepherd dog had been found in Moscow, skinned from head to toe. No. And whoever did that, they don't know who did that yet. But no. that's some fucking psychopath behavior. What the fuck? That's serial killer behavior. You need a knife to do that. Yeah, I mean... Um, and then in 1999, two college students at Washington State University, which is just, you know, right there, they're stabbed in their sleep. Uh, both 99? 99. Both of them survived, but the attacker was never caught. They just don't know who did it. Yeah. In August of 2021 in Salem, Oregon, which is still relatively close. What year was that again? I'm sorry. 2021. Okay. Uh, I was doing the math from 99 to now and just trying to think of like the person, if they were the same age as the, you know, because the, they say the first time that they do attack, you know, sometimes it's not always. Well, they're younger. They don't. Yeah. I've just seen a lot of Dexter too. I but, mean. You know, he might be 18, 19 then and then another 20 some years later. He's, yeah. This person could have been going up and down the whole West Coast. Just. Yeah. Maybe about forty something now. They may they may even figure out there's like forty other mur- you know forty other attacks, uh, and so Salem, Oregon, twenty twenty one. A couple are attacked by a masked intruder while they're asleep. Uh, they're attacked with a knife. One of the per- one of the uh, people died, and that person is still 
out there. That's that's unsolved as well. The police currently believe that all of these, the two stabbings and the dog, are unrelated. Oh but, yeah, sure. I mean, I think at least the dog. That's you would want to keep that one in mind, like as being possibly related. Unless you absolutely know who did yeah. it, and you know know that that person. And hopefully, they've been shot. Yeah, or is in jail, fucking shot. getting shot. <laughs> How the fuck do you? Oh man, yeah. That's uh, some psychotic shit. That needs to be the episode. Who the fuck is out the there skinning a dog? fucking German? What kind of dog? Australian Shepherd. Oh, an Australian like, Shepherd. I don't don't skin any dogs. Yeah, and that's that's what we're, we need to become like a task force to go and find people that do that. Yeah, and shoot them. We make them disappear. <laughs> um, so here's some really crazy shit, though. Okay. At around 3 a.m., which is possibly around the time the murders are happening, because they think 3 a.m. to 5 p.m. They yeah. don't, or 5 a.m. They're not sure yet. I mean, shoot, they were just calling the boyfriend at like 2.50. Yeah. So it's going to take you at least. You're thinking probably. I don't know what person just be like, all right, well, good night, I, I snore. Do, I do know some people that can do oh, that. Oh, yeah. And I hate them because <laughs> I can't. But, yeah. Yeah, I mean, if that would be me, it would take at least 20 minutes from that point to be able to just Oh, I know a lot of people that just be like, and I'm asleep. Yeah. And they're out. They must be the non-inner monologue people. Maybe. Lucky bastard. Oh, I feel like that's when my, the spotlight really shines on my inner monologue. Oh, it's like, oh, you trying to get to sleep? Yeah, that's what mine comes out with a cane. What about in seventh grade? When- that's what mine comes out twirling a cane, <laughs> showing off its legs. Just kicking you in the face every other fucking pow. Yeah, but sorry, 3 a.m. I wonder if there's like a procedure we can have done where our inner monologue's pulled. <laughs> so, at 3 a.m., uh, just a couple hundred feet away, there's like this, uh, like right across the street, um, there's like a big field. Uh huh. And the police are there, right there in that field. So they at are 3 a.m. across the street. Uh, so body cam footage shows them talking to the, like. Uh, there's like a group of three guys out in the field, and then over on the street, they're talking to this kid who's got like a beer. Uh huh. And you know, they're just like, "Hey, like, you know, what are you doing?" And he's like, I guess, again, Saturday night's college town. Yeah. There was a football game earlier in that day, earlier that night. Uh, so he's got a beer with him, you know, and they're like, like, you know, you can't be out here drinking or whatever. And he's like, I'm sorry. Like, he's like, I fuck, I fucked up. He's like, I'll get home now. And then, you know, they're just like, yeah, get, you know, get home. Uh-huh. So then, like, they yell for the other three, and they just turn and start walking. So they approach them, and uh, they, like, they ask, they ask them, um, they're like, hey, why'd you guys keep going? We yelled for you, and the one guy replies, uh, "We like we thought you were like a fake person." <laughs> and I'm tripping pretty hard right now, bro. And the cops like, "Do you meet a lot of fake people out here?" And he's and he's like, "I just mean like, I just thought you were like some dude fucking with us." Yeah, you know. And he's like, "Okay." And he's like, "So what are you guys doing out here?" He's like, "We're just hanging." And he's like, "Well, hanging out in the field, bro." He's like, "Get get home, go home, yawn now, get." But so you know they they. Very, I doubt they had anything to do with any of this. Yeah. But what's really crazy is, so not only is like that whole area, like the whole street surrounding where this, these murders happened, it's busy as fuck. I was gonna say, it sounds like there's people everywhere. There's there's people like this is a busy area, even at three a.m. When the cops turn to go back towards their car, on the body cam footage, just right in the footage is the house yeah. where the murders are happening. So like, there's a possibility. The cops were right there looking at the house as the killer is in there murdering people. What the fuck? Yeah. Um, 
so as of now, uh, there's no DNA evidence at all that's at least been re- released by the police or entered into any kind of database. Uh, we did a similar story a while back about Danny Rawlings. Um, he was the one that ended up being deemed the scream killer because mm-hmm. the news footage inspired the yeah. dude to make the scream movie. This is kind of like that dude just decided to start killing college kids. If you remember the story at all, like he didn't really have any reason. He didn't have like really, he was just kind of like a no personal motive. He had no personal motive. Yeah. He was just kind of a dude that like didn't have any. I mean, that's the scariest shit right there. And he started killing. So this kind of has like similar. Yeah. Vibes. Um, I'm vibing. I police are currently seeking information related to a 2011 to 2013 Hyundai Elantra with an unknown license plate. Uh, they want to talk to the occupants of the vehicle because uh, of some tips that they've got about that vehicle being right there in that area. Yeah. Um, they did the other day collect eight hours of surveillance video from a gas station where uh, the car passed by. So apparently this, like, um, uh, the owner of the gas station... They kind of just are playing like junior detective here. And yeah. they've, they've been going through like every piece of the footage like throughout the night. Like they just like they watch in live time. Yeah. Looking for this car for anything. So they find they find the car passing by the gas station at 345 a.m. on the night of the murders. Oh. So they go in at 315. Murder, 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 murder. Run back out. They're in the car by 330. Yeah. And then pass by this gas station a few minutes later. Maybe. Or this is nothing. <laughs> um, and, like, with the knife being... Knives are typically used for, like, personal reasons. Yeah. It's like a very personal... But, like, we talked about in that... In the Scream Killer case, not always... It's just knives are handy weapons. Yeah. Sometimes they're There's quiet. always an exception to the rule. So, yeah. Um, could be a random attack. Could be a serial killer out if there. It was, uh, <coughs> that's almost League Night territory. There's four <laughs> bodies instead of three. It's getting there. Yeah. Yeah. So what's a what's a four for you? What is some that, some people that they call, they call that like uh, turkey with gravy or that's the mashed potatoes when you get a four strike. So you gotta go like gobble 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 mashed potatoes. <laughs> mm, yummy. Uh, so I don't I don't know. Like as we get more information, anything happens, uh, we'll kind of keep. Let every, me know. Every episode we'll kind of update okay. a little bit and see. If, hopefully they figure something out. Like if it's a serial killer. Like, I mean, this guy could have been killing people for years. Yeah. Like, the 99 one and... Um, 23 years ago, if like, yeah, that guy could... And, you know, there could be shit that happened in California and Nevada and just all in that area right there. Washington. And this guy's just kind of been making his rounds, going from place to place. I've seen Dexter. Yeah. We've, I've watched it all. We've watched TV and movies. I read the book. Um, the brag. All right, let's take a break. All right. And then uh, we'll come back. And uh, we got five... Uh, Unsolved mysteries that we're going to see if Joel can solve. I like it. (laughs) Hey, everyone. Aaron here from Monsters, Horde, Records, Toys, and more. Located at 313 Putnam Street, lower level, in gorgeous downtown Marietta, where every day we are buying, selling, trading, and consigning new and used vinyl, vintage and retro toys and games, and lots more. If you haven't been in the store yet, come and check us out. We have thousands of records, a $5 and less bargain room, arcades that you can play for free, and tons more. Monsters Horde, records, toys, and more. Located in downtown Marietta.
So we got five mysteries, Joel. Okay. And you know what we do on this podcast is we solve mysteries. Uh, we do. We're known for it. We're known for it. World famous <laughs> mystery solvers here. For some reason, the cops will not accept our phone calls. Nope. Though. They will not take our leads. I don't know why. We've proven ourselves time and time again. Well, this is all the effort I'm willing to give. You're right. <laughs> but this isn't. Enough. I have these words, and this someone else needs. This some of these that take the words and like do things. Uh, so these are five from random times throughout time. Okay, would be the word. Random times in time. Uh, yeah, time. these all remain unsolved. Okay. So, and I'm Robert Stack. They all have some weird elements to them. So let's get into the first Can one. Can you play some unsolved mystery music? Uh, beep, I mean, beep, do beep, you beep, have beep, the money beep, to pay beep, for the lawsuit? No. <laughs> okay then. Uh. All right, first story we're going to talk about is a 38-year-old guy named Jonathan Luna. Uh, he was a family man, um, seemed to have you know his whole life in order. He was a pretty successful prosecutor. Uh, he, grow, he grew up uh, poor, became you know really good at what he did, made a pretty Started good life for himself. Bottom. Started at the bottom, now he's here. Yep. Uh, by all accounts, he was at the height of his professional and personal life. Like, things were fucking good for this guy. Good job, Johnny. Then, on December 3rd, 2003, uh, he left a, a courthouse in Baltimore, and instead of heading home, uh, went on a, a strange multi-state trip into the middle of the night. Uh, he left the courthouse at 11.30 p.m. Why was he leaving the courthouse? 11.30 p.m. Long hours. So he worked at the courthouse. Yeah, he's okay. a prosecutor. Oh, all right. Yeah, so he's, you know, he's Did hit you the say books. that? Did yeah. I miss that? Yeah, I, I totally missed that. <laughs> prosecutor. Okay. So, yeah, he's putting in some time. He's trying to work a case, like we do. Yeah. Uh, he leaves the courthouse 11.30 p.m. on December 3rd, 2003. He drives f over four hours to uh, Lancaster County, Pennsylvania. Next morning, he, see the Amish. he was found drowned in oh. a shallow creek Ooh. Uh, with his court ID still around his neck. Um, uh, originally it's thought of as a, uh, um, you know, dude just has a shitty day. Yeah. Maybe things aren't as good as people think. And he just kind of drove somewhere in the middle of the night mm, to kill himself. He's going to meet somebody. But to drown yourself in like a creek, that, that is. I don't think you could do that. <laughs> your body, I think, would be like, hey, we're not fucking doing yeah, this. Yeah. So, uh,. I think he was going to meet somebody. So he didn't. A lady. He didn't tell anyone about his trip. Um, he didn't drive straight to Lancaster County. Instead, he like went north, and then kind of just like zigzagged around places. Huh. Uh, he made uh, a bunch of like random little like small amounts of like uh, withdrawals for cash. Yeah, he just took a little bit here and there. Um, he paid the road various road tolls. In multiple ways, like he had an easy pass with him that he could have easily used. Yeah, because it's, 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 it's a fucking easy pass. <laughs> but instead, he like you know, just random ways. Uh, and then uh, there was apparently an injury of some sort because uh, the final. I wonder if he was trying not to be tracked. The times he was seems like he was trying to yeah cover up tracks some way or like just make things very confusing. Yeah, uh, his the final uh, toll ticket from one of the tolls had blood on it, so. Like he, you know, there was blood already at this point. So his car was found uh, by the creek bank, still running. Um, the cause of death was ruled as drowning. But he'd been stabbed 36 times. Oh, wow. With uh, a little pin knife that he kept with him. And uh, maybe the fish did it. 
He also had a pretty bad head trauma. So... But drowning. But, you know, so maybe the water is what <laughs> killed him. Yeah. But, like... Uh, There's reasons why he couldn't really get up, it sounds like. So, originally, the police think... Um, you know, this guy is a lawyer, he's a prosecutor, so he's made some, he's made some enemies. Um, who hasn't made enemies? We've all got enemies out there. So yeah, lawyer. Uh, we need more, I think. I'm not a big Just fan. to make things interesting. More lawyers? No, more podcast enemies. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, we need like beef or something, because yeah. we are, you know, the beef inspectors. Yeah, so, we are. <laughs> uh, yeah, I never got my name from Slim Jim. What was mine? You are, uh, you were, uh... Oh, the Twitter Slim Jim one. Yeah, what was yours? I can't. Something uh, beef. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was something meat, right? Was it meat? <laughs> I don't know. You find that. All right, uh, you keep talking. Look it up, talk. Jamie. Uh, so, yeah, they think maybe, like, somebody has a grudge. Brave meat. Brave meat. <laughs> yes. Uh, Does anyone want to brave my meat? <laughs> oh. So they think, you know, uh, somebody that he's put away. Sure. Uh, or yeah. involved somebody's yeah. put away has a has a grudge against them that they uh Again though, thirty seven stabs with the pen knife does it uh, to me if it's something like that with laws and liar and it'd be just boom, shoot them. Yeah, yeah. You're it's probably not, not gonna, like drive fucking all over plus the a pen knife. place. That just sounds kind of like annoying. Yeah. Like the pin knife thing. Like, I'm sure it kind of hurts depending on where they stab you at. Yeah. But it just seems more of like, just fucking Like, after about it. five, yeah, after like five or six, like, okay, I get it. God damn it. You want, you want me dead? Will you just fucking <laughs> either do it or don't? Or don't. Fuck. Uh, so, um, they, the police, though, you know, through the investigation, they uncover that he was, uh, uh, unbeknownst to his family, pretty heavy in debt. Uh, and then he also had profiles on multiple internet dating sites. So, um, see, I okay, I'll let you finish. Also, I got a theory cooking throughout the night. Uh-huh. Um, at the places where he's stopping to take small cash withdrawals and like the toll roads and stuff, no one ever actually saw him during the trip. So the gas station attendant that he bought gas and beverages from. Didn't see anyone else in his car, um, and said that you know, well, hey, he like he was completely, he acted completely normal. Uh-huh. But uh, it's also possible that he didn't, that the gas station attendant didn't see him, that they saw whoever had was doing this to him. Yeah. So, I mean, don't they have fucking cameras? Pa- if they every... if they worked. Oh wait, this was in two thousand. I mean, even then, who knows yeah. if it was working? Yeah. Uh, a lot of places have cameras that. Quit working five years ago, and they're just like, "Well, oh, we'll leave it up there." Yeah, people, people think, th- yeah, they won't shut. They're only Joel about, thinks it's working. So. They're only worried about shoplifting. Uh, cameras. Yeah. Here's what you might not know. Okay, cameras steal your soul. So I've, that's yeah. I have heard tell. So I try to avoid them. <laughs> I got you on camera today. I know your soul is mine. <laughs> oh. Hey, uh, Satan, if you're listening, got a soul for you. Uh, I'll make you a pretty sweet deal on Satan's it. Satan's like, no thanks. Oh, come on, Satan, I'll throw mine in too. You can have mine. Uh, uh, why would you not sell your soul? I avoid. Yeah. First of all, souls aren't real, so there's that. <laughs> there's that. But yeah, if Satan Simpsons did it, if Satan offered me like a, whatever you, yeah, sure, whatever. Yeah. Like I can have you. You you seem to like value this thing a lot more than I do. So I want. Yeah, give me at least like ten dollars. Six Vaders. Six Vaders. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right now I got two. I got a third one coming. 
So you cannot have mine. <laughs> I, it. I ended this. Okay. Which yeah, if you don't, did we talk about that already? No. So we talked about Christmas. If you've listened to this podcast uh, <laughs> over the duration Thank of the podcast, you. Uh, you have heard Joel many, many, many times. Once or twice. The Vader figure. I have who the wrestling figure Vader. Leon White. And, you know, you guys have heard the multiple times he's asked on the podcast. <laughs> I, however, have heard... We have a bet going right now for ...requests it. for this Vader tons of times off of the air. <laughs> we currently have a bet. By every time we text, I, I tell you. There's a lot of times. Uh, we currently have a bet where the Cleveland Browns have to win nine, nine games. And at this point in the season, unless they win the rest of their games, that bet is not going to go in Joel's They've favor. won five games, and they have four left. I don't see them winning all four. I don't either. So They play today. They play a, today, right? Against the Ravens. Uh, I think all of their quarterbacks are hurt, though. <laughs> yeah. Or is Deshaun? I think Hudley's. Hudley's. Hud- yeah, he's playing. He's been yeah. cleared. Anyways, so Joel got his Vader. I, I got Joel a Vader yeah, for Christmas. Yeah, I'm a good boy. So now Joel has his very he had, own. He had me gifts and stuff here. And he's to stop asking for mine. <laughs> yeah. And stop threatening me. But like I said, doubles is better. <laughs> You're never happy. <laughs> You're just never happy. Uh, you got two Bam Bams. So this is what we know about the, the story here. Yeah. So what do you think? What's your theory here? I think he was going to meet a lady. Okay. And that's the only reason he would drive all the fuck way over. She was it was some sort of uh, lady man team. Really? I think they were like, meet me here, meet me here, meet me here, bring this money, bring this money. And then when he finally met him there, you know, they just got him as soon as he got there. And okay, let me he, give pro- you some- he probably held her. She stabbed him. Let me give you a few more details. Okay. And see if this reinforces your theory or changes it all. Uh, so... At first, the coroner and the cops, you know, they they think the pin knife wounds are like hesitation wounds. Yeah, like you know, like people try to stab themselves to make it look like. Or that's her- a lot of fucking hesitation wounds. Well, like these were apparently the coroner described these as some of the worst um, wounds they've ever seen. Oh wow! So you don't do that to yourself. No. Um, I mean, you could, but if you're hesitating, you're not going to like multiple times yeah. do that. Um, so not only that, but the, uh, his hands were shredded from the, from the cuts. Trying to block his it. His scrotum was cut. Oh yeah. Throat was, uh, slit and there were stab wounds, stab wounds in the back. Um, so I would say not suicide. No, I, I would rule that out. Um, he also had left his cell phone and glasses, uh, on his desk at work. He needed the glasses to drive, mm. so, you know, he wears them for a reason. Uh, there was also a pool of blood in the backseat of his car. So, sounds like... Or maybe someone got him at the office, and they were still in his car, and like you said, they just drove all over trying to figure out what to do with them, and then finally, you know, settled on that spot. Yeah. It's how'd a- they leave if, you know, if his car was left there running? Well... Maybe somebody was meeting them. Meeting them there, following Somebody them grabbed there. him, took him, and maybe, you know, I'm assuming if he's attacked in his office, uh, that's the only reason he'd leave his yeah. wallet and keys, or his phone and glasses. I yeah. completely messed up what he left. <laughs> uh, his phone and glasses. You were pretty close. 
I'm assuming somebody came into his office, uh, threatened him, you know. I can't believe that hasn't been solved. And then brings him out of the office, yeah. gets him in his car, stabs him a few times to weaken him, or, you know, or just at least whatever he lays in the back and yeah. bleeds. And then they go meet somebody. Get him out, put him in the little crick. Uh, maybe he, you know, if he's on multiple dating sites, maybe he fucked around with the wrong guy's girl, you know? Yeah. Uh, or there was just some crazy fucker. He got stabbed in the dick, man. That's... That makes me think it was a woman. Yeah. That if that's why, yeah, I would, I can see like a man maybe trying to hold him back, and this woman just fucking yeah, so, or somebody else. So your but, theory still, I think, holds pretty strong. Yeah. So I think he maybe because like there's been a lot of cases of call the cops people using the dating sites to lure yeah victims. Um, and I mean, you'll drive some places for some ladies. <laughs> I don't want to be a creep. Back it's in, out. Back in my younger years. Yeah. You're uh, like, when we go here, I'm here. Back in my younger years. over here? I fuck, did, I'm over there. I did make some voyages. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, you know, back like when I You try to had, anticipate what they might want next. You're like, well, I'm already energy. here. If I can't believe I here. never got murdered. Like, there was a lot of traveling and yeah. random things. So, now knowing what I know. I'm like fuck that. If I don't like have see your like ID, <laughs> I didn't see your ID. I need you like to go stand underneath like the street light so I can see that you uh, are alone. Yeah. Turn around, turn around, turn, around. turn your pockets inside <laughs> out. Let I me need, see them. I need to see a lot of things. Uh, so that's the first case. Um, yeah, we're saying two uh, people involved. Two people. Yeah. yeah, someone, someone he knows or at least met online. Yeah, like. That's so weird why they wouldn't be able to. I mean, what you said was two thousands at least. Two thousand. So I would think at this that point they would be three. able. To, they'd be able to like see text and messages yeah. on these things. Uh, well, and you know to like leave your um, glasses, uh, the glasses and phone. Somebody has to be in the office making you leave, right? Yeah. Because even if they called you and said like, "Come here," you'd be like, "Get my glasses." Still, like, even if they said, "Don't bring your glasses." And, yeah. You're still like fuck you. Like that's like maybe right he here put his glasses down with somewhere else around the building, and they were like, "Come on, we're leaving now." So in 2007, February, a private investigator and an attorney that were hired by Luna's family uh, filed a petition for a writ of mandamus, which is. Some specific act, which is as a judicial remedy in the form of an order from a court to any government, subordinate court, corporation, or public authority to do some specific act, which that body is obliged under law to do, which is in the nature of public duty. Uh, so they forced Lancaster County Coroner to conduct an inquest into Luna's death after an earlier request was declined. So they're going with like suicide theory. <laughs> what? I'm assuming that's what happened. Um... The original reported that Luna did not have the expected substantial defense wounds on his hands that many, and that many of the wounds were sh- are shallow, which are called hesitation wounds. Some suggested motives for suicide were that, were that Luna was to take was to take a polygraph test concerning thirty six thousand dollars, which disappeared from a bank robbery case that he prosecuted. Uh, he had a charge card which his wife Angela did not know about. His name was on an internet dating site, and he had twenty five thousand dollar credit card debt. Uh, there's Damn. also an accidental suicide theory that Luna was fabricating a kidnapping and attack, and then he went too far. Um, I still understand how you can stab yourself in the back. 
Yeah, it sounds like it's bullshit. And stabbed himself 36 fucking times, or what, 30-some times. He also, the night of the uh, murder, or whatever the fuck happened, he had called uh, a couple defense attorneys earlier in that night saying he would fax them over documents later that night, but those never showed up. So, like, it sounds like he was interrupted. Yeah. Like, he didn't just leave because he was done for the night. Yeah. Um, in February of 2020... The uh, LNP newspaper, which is, I'm assuming, the, yeah, a newspaper out of Lancaster, uh, requested that a judge unseal coroner's records pertaining to Luna's death that were found to be in possession of the county instead of federal prosecutors. Uh, January 13th, 2021, Judge David Ashworth ruled that the documents remain sealed, writing that releasing the records would pose a threat of substantially hindering or jeopardizing the open, active, and ongoing, ongoing criminal investigation. So it is still being investigated. Yeah. Um, but to think that's a suicide. That's, that's a, ins- it's a crazy <laughs> like fucking suicide. Yeah. I mean, is it though? It's been fucking, God, 2007 they were trying to get this shit to be looked into. And I mean, it's been fucking 14, yeah. 15 years, almost 16 years since then. Uh, like, let's go. <laughs> let's do something. So, uh, yeah, I would assume there has to be like cameras. At the gas station, footage somewhere. Yeah, the road, the, the tow road, the tow road. He was stopping at ATMs and stuff. ATMs yeah. have cameras. So okay, next story. Um, throw me out. So if 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 I wanted, who do you think right now currently is like the best athlete in sports like, of any of all sports? The best athlete, like the best athlete in sports. Um, let's just say LeBron James. LeBron James. So uh, I could think all day about athletic sportsmen. So let me tell you. Imagine if LeBron James was found on the side of a just back road, skull bashed in. Oh, geez, it's not LeBron. And <laughs> zero clues as to how it happened. Uh, like probably a pretty big media story, right? Uh, yeah, I think it would make a couple pages. Probably the biggest media story yeah. ever. Ever. So, uh, but take that same scenario, and then imagine that the cops just kind of shrug and walk off, and nobody ever hears about it again. So, in 1924 in Italy, that basically happened. Uh, there was a dude there named Ottavio Batecci. Batecchia. Was he a tennis player? He was a Tour de, Fran- oh. Tour de France winner. A cyclist. He was a world-famous cyclist. He was found dead near his hometown of... Pianus. Pianus. <laughs> Pianus? Penis. Penis. P-E-O-N-I-S. He's a penis head. Pianus. Okay. He was found there, uh, crumpled on the side of the road. His skull caved in, and quite a few of his bones were broken. Uh, he never regained any kind of consciousness, and he died 12 days after he was found. Oh, so he was riding his bike. Did they have cars in? <laughs> I say he was hit by a car. <laughs> so his bicycle laid... Uh, nearby, he was riding his bike without okay. a scratch or one of those, so he hadn't crashed. Oh. It was fine. Uh, there were no like skid marks, so a car hadn't hit him. Um, in 1924, how fast would cars be going? Yeah, I mean, probably like 40, I like it's like 30, 40. That thing where they kind of like jump up and down the old <laughs> video of them going. Some guys like trying to hold on to his little hat, like hanging off the side. Uh, so. Not only was this guy like a world famous cyclist, uh, so you would have thought like there'd be a shitload of attention on this yeah. thing. He was also a World War World 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 War One One hero. 
the I original. Thought, I thought you were saying everything. Uh, uh, hero. <laughs> so you know he's a war, he's a hero. He's a war hero. He's a Tour de France winner. Tour de France. Tour de France. He's a world famous cyclist. Like this dude, you know. Uh, but no one gave a shit about this. The cops. Huh. The cops just kind of shrugged their shoulder, Maybe shoulders. Maybe it was suicide. At it. Um, the media didn't really cover it. Um, they did it first, but it was like all tabloid stuff. Yeah. Um, however, at the time is when, uh, you ever heard of, uh, old Mussolini? He's in that CM Punk song. <laughs> he is. He is. So he Mussolini! was, he was a, uh, fascist fucking prick. He looked good. Uh, like fashion. <laughs> yes. Like fashion. Ooh. Fashionista. Oh, okay. he was a fascist prick. Uh, I'm sure he'd be like one of Donald Trump's heroes. He probably is. Yeah. Trump loves Hitler. Loves him huge. Allegedly. Uh, him and Kanye have his that. Favorite, his him favorite, and Kanye have that in common. Like his favorite book is like Mein Kampf, uh-huh. Hitler's book. Um, anyways, so this dude that gets killed, though, uh, what's his name again? Ottavio. He was uh, very outspoken about Mussolini. And Mussolini's uh, bullshit. Okay, say less. <laughs> say less. So, what's your theory? Fucking Mussolini killed him. Had him killed? Yeah. Because he's not going to do it himself. Probably like had something where had him stop on the side of the road. He stopped, put his bike down, came to like look at something, inspect something, and then just pow! <laughs> so, probably not a uh, random happening, right? Nah. So, maybe it was, though. Because oh. a few years later, on his deathbed, a uh, farmer, just some random fucking farmer... Hates bicycles? Confessed to killing him. Oh. His confession stated that uh, he basically was, like, walking out to where his, um, you know, things are that he grows, plants and things. Crafts are crops. And he, he sees this What the dude. fuck did I just say? My crafts. Crafts. Crops. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Crepes. It's crepes. <laughs> Jesus crops. He sees this dude taking grapes off of his, <gasps> like, uh, you know, grape. Oh, tree. yeah. Grape to grow oh, trees. Off the vine. Off the, vine. Off the <laughs> vineyard. Jesus Christ. We don't know anything. <laughs> I know some stuff. Uh, grapes he, become raisins. He uh, catches this guy and isn't happy about somebody stealing his shit. Maybe he's been having a bad day, you know, when you had a bad day. That's what he said. They're eating all your grapes. <laughs> he said he wasn't a, having a great day. He catches this dude stealing his shit, and he throws a rock at him. Oh. And accidentally throws it a bit too hard. Yeah. And fucks this guy's head up. That's why I don't, you don't throw rocks. You he's, just never know what could happen. He said then he kind of panicked, drugged the body to the side of the road, uh, and then never talked about it again until his deathbed. On his deathbed. So that may be what happened to him. I can see that then. So yeah. just some random shit. Sure. Why would he lie about it? <laughs> Weird thing to lie about. Yeah. He's like, before I die, I want people to think that I was a son, fucking killer. Son, I know. <laughs> yeah. I know my whole my whole life. <laughs> you have thought I it's was a me, great killer. But, son, it was a me, a Mario. <laughs> he died. That's so offensive. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> Chris Pratt gets away with it. Oh, okay. Maybe it is. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know anymore. I don't know. All right, so we're thinking, I still think maybe, it's just weird that the cops were just kind of like, eh, fuck them. Uh, whatever, yeah. <laughs> like, at least cops. I mean, to their to their credit, they've never seen Dexter. 
<laughs> right. So how do you even know how to police True. if you've never seen an episode of Dexter? You're right. You're not wrong. So I'm basically a detective just because I've seen Dexter. All right. So now we're going to talk about um, a dude named Joseph Bra- Joseph Bound Bone LOL. We're just going to call him Joey L. Joe B. <laughs> Joey B. Uh, so he... Uh, He's like, uh, this happens in 1920, June 11th, 1920, and he is a man about town, uh-huh. right? Like, he's a playboy, um, pretty well off, uh, kind of a prick. He had $1,200. <laughs> Back in 1920, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, he's kind of a prick, though. Sure. Uh, Money went to his head. He is found on June 11th, 1920, 8 a.m. He's found sitting in his living room. Um, by his housekeeper, dead. There is a open letter on his lap and a pile of unopened mail beside him. Uh, the mail had just been delivered about an hour before that, so he had just got the mail around seven a.m. Yeah. Mail. Yeah. Uh, and then he was killed sometime between seven, you know, probably seven a.m. and eight a.m. Uh huh. So there's also a uh, bullet hole in his forehead. And and the most badass thing I have ever read, uh, and this needs to be in a movie, the bullet that was used to kill him was placed right there beside him on a nearby table. Oh. So nothing had been stolen. Um, so they shot him, got the bullet out of his head. That, that's fucking... Wow. That is a badass move. That sounds a little personal. A little bit, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. Kind of. So the house is filled with like cash, valuables. Like this dude, you know, this dude has money. He, uh-huh. he has a housekeeper for God's sake. Yeah. Um, none of that was missing. Nothing's been taken. The guy even owned a Rembrandt painting, uh, and that was left alone. So no one had been seen entering or leaving the house. Uh, he the the fact that he'd been killed isn't really wasn't really a surprise to people that know him that knew him back then. Um, you know he is wealthy. He's also he was also an asshole. Yeah, uh, he was a very successful card player. That's kind of how he made his money. Um, he also fucked a bunch of people's wives. Um, <laughs> he had a notebook uh, with names and numbers of around fifty women, uh, married and unmarried, that he had been with. Yeah, he just kept track. Like ranked them, like with like, numbers. Probably ranked them. I don't know. <laughs> Did they have phone numbers back then? Uh, it drew a little like. Cartoons of what they did together. Oh, I don't, I don't know what. Hell yeah. Uh, Motherfuckers inventing like positions. Like Dennis's erotic... Yeah. <laughs> erotic tales or whatever it was called. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he had a... <laughs> they have a camera, but it's really hard to hide, because how big they were back <laughs> then. <laughs> well, it's got one guy, and he's doing... Like, yeah, he's like, what is that? There's, like, always, the one, there's always a guy. Don't worry about it, baby. The police are like, should we ask the camera guy that <laughs> yeah. filmed it? Uh, so, yeah, he had ruined a lot of relationships... He'd made a shitload of people jealous. Uh, he'd pissed off a lot of, you know, husbands, fathers. Like, he'd pissed off a lot of people. Um, he kind of reminds me of Freddy Krueger. Except <laughs> that guy, like, Freddy molested he kids. diddled kids, though. So yeah, this... but the whole town hated him. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, there's a lot of examples that we're going to use. A little bit like Freddy Krueger. Okay, sure. <laughs> uh, he also, you know, being a dude that wins a lot of his money gambling... 
Ooh, he's like a Freddy Krueger, Matt Damon, like, mashup. Yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm on board now. I like Rounders. Uh, That's a good movie. So, yeah, he probably has pissed off some people sure. that he took money from. I'm pissed off at him. Uh, Fucking wives? So, according to the New York Daily News, uh, the police estimated roughly 1,000 potential suspects. See, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so also, he wasn't, like... He wasn't like unaware of who he was. Like he, the guy was, um, he kind of like another rags to riches story. Like he's from the bottom, now he's here. Um, He kind of grew up on the streets. Uh, That's kind of where he like learned to probably hustle. Yeah. Um, He was uh, pretty like he could fight. I mean, he could take care of himself. Like the guy was scrappy. Yeah. Um, He. Had also seemingly been like caught unaware, like he didn't. He let the person in. I would, they assume because the, t- the locks hadn't been tampered with. Yeah, I mean he's sitting there with his mail, so I'm assuming he just like whoever came, whoever did this was just like he knew them. Probably is that they're talking to him. Shot uh, in the, head. the 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 shot, the bullet, the kill shot had also come from slightly below his head, uh, which would suggest that the shooter was just, like, casually sitting in a chair across from him uh-huh. and kind of, you know, pulled a gun out. Or a kid. Or small, just a small person. Just a small person, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, the case remains unsolved. Um, it became the inspiration for a crime novel called The Benson Murder Case. Um, there's a guy that the... Uh, People think that there's a writer out, th- out there that thought that the murder was either done by or ordered by this banker named Walter Levinson, uh, whose wife was on uh, Joey B's list. Um, the housekeeper was also a bit of a suspect because mm. they would have had access. But, you know, you got a theory on this well, one. Well, why would the housekeeper kill him? They're out of a job. They didn't steal any money. <laughs> Good call. Unless he's just a prick. Good call. Yeah, unless I mean, he's just, just a quit your job. Dick. Why kill him? Um, I don't have a theory on this one. I think it's personal. I, I think it's just someone that he pissed off. Sounds like there's a lot of people. Don't piss people off. That is the easiest way to I mean, to, sure, uh, he's rich and fucking all this banging a bunch of married ladies, but look what happened to him in the end. So that's, you know. Not hard. none of those things. And I've never been shot in the head. Not yet. Nope. <laughs> Not yet. You know, if you so next, get with me though. Next story, <laughs> but you know, hey, you need to start a list. Anything's possible. Uh, I can think of a couple people that might want to try it. Yeah. I dare you. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I I assume there's some people out there that want to shoot me in the head. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Out there, in here, wherever. <laughs> There are places. I got you a Vader. <laughs> there are places. So next up, one. Next unsolved murder here is uh, a dude named William Herbert Wallace. He was a uh, insurance collections agent. William Wallace? William Wallace. Wow. Meat brave. They'll never take, brave meat. They'll never take my meat. Uh, he's in Liverpool, England. All right. January 19th, ni- yeah, January 19th, 1931. Okay. Uh so he heads out to a nearby cafe for a chess Now, when club. they do the date, don't they do the year, yeah, so, month, and day? So, 1931, January 19th. Okay. Uh, he went to a, a scheduled chess club meeting. Okay. So this dude 
you know. I like him. <laughs> you might like him. And he receives uh, I play chess. a mysterious message once he gets there. Uh, there's a strange person that identifies himself only as R.M. Qualtro, and they want to meet him the next day at Men Love Gardens. Oh. Uh, Wallace, though, Wallace, those senses... Uh, like chest senses are tingling. <laughs> even though it is um, you know, kind of sketchy that this is like a random dude that he doesn't know mysteriously inviting him. He thinks that possibly he could, uh, that this person's going to possibly maybe like pay him off because he's an insurance collections agent. Ah. So thinking maybe he can get something from this. So he goes ahead, jumps on the train the next day, and makes his way out to this uh, random address that he's given. Uh, he gets there, though. He's address. making it real easy for whoever's about to kill <laughs> he him. Is. He's like, hey, can you just come over here? Uh, he gets there, and uh, the area where the address should be, and that address isn't real. Ah! Oh. Uh, he kind of like wanders around that area for about forty-five minutes, and he's then looking down at the paper. Man. <laughs> what? And then he, he's out, he knocking on people's doors. Yeah. Then you know, he forty-five minutes can't find it, so he heads home. Um, he gets home, and all the doors are locked, and nobody. Will, his wife is not answering. He finally gets the door open, and uh, his wife is dead. Oh. She is murdered. Um, That's his story. That's what he told the police. So, uh... Oh, because they think maybe he did it. Right. So... I was expecting him to die. Now, once he got... You knighted me. The Qualtro thing, like the, the, the... the men love guardians and like all that stuff that did apparently happen. Um, Wallace made it a point to be visible, to ask directions from like a bunch of people that like would be their testimony would be reliable, including like police officer. Yeah. So, you know, anybody who thought like people would take seriously, he like made sure. Hey, I met this fellow chap <laughs> out of chest thing. Hello, pip, pip, cherry oak. Can you uh, give me directions to what lane? Hello, governor. It doesn't exist. Crikey. Wait, that's Australian. Wait. Uh, <coughs> that's offensive. So, yeah, like, it seems like he wants to make sure there's a lot of people that Seen him. see him. Yeah. Uh, later on, neighbors fi- uh, found him in his backyard, um, like, kind of pissed off and claiming that he just returned home to find all the doors locked. Uh, and then he... Um, tried the doors again. And all of a sudden, they're not they're not locked, and that's how he got back inside. And he finds his wife brutally beaten and dead. So there's like two different stories from him, kind of. Uh, the uh, law enforcement, um, they did ar- you know they arrested him. He received a death sentence after just an hour in court. But the Court of Criminal Appeals soon overturned it and freed him after pointing out that literally every piece of evidence was circumstantial. Yeah. Uh, and also that the cops had themselves proved that he didn't kill his wife because they vouched for him by being seeing him at this place. Yeah, So driving and whatnot. Um, also, they say that... Uh, um, Wallace, you know, they pointed out that it was being ignored that he was a middle-aged guy. He's just one of us. Look, I could murder somebody. Wait, just <laughs> well, feel. I mean, he I had uh, failing kidneys. All right. Um, you know, he, was, he, <laughs> he found guilty of being middle-aged and mediocre. <laughs> uh, 
So, yeah, he gets set free. Um, he ended up keeping his job. He died two years later uh, from the kidney failure. Um, and he was basically constantly threatened by uh, the public. Yeah. Because they all just assumed. He had something to do with it. He uh, probably did. So, basically, like, every piece of evidence could either prove him guilty or innocent. Like, <laughs> so... Uh, both stories now he's dead, so like, kind of makes sense. Uh, well, I mean, he died real soon after. His wife was beat with a blunt instrument. Um, he, you know, 52 years old, dying of kidney failure. He could probably still. Yeah. Unless he was just so weak that he's Mr. Burns, you know. But if you have a blunt object, I mean, you're not having to swing that very hard. But he didn't have any blood on him at all. Like, you know, he didn't. Oh, yeah, yeah. And the neighbors found him outside, and they probably saw him go inside. And uh, I'm sure, yeah, I don't know. That's a tough one. Yeah, so... You stumped me. He, uh... Let me see if there's been an update on him. He dead. See if they ever... He died two years later. He died so. two years later, but I wonder if they ever, like, went back and investigated anything more. Or if they were just like, well, pip-pip cherry <laughs> Like that was 1930. I mean, he is a little scrawny guy. Now that I'm seeing a picture of him. Yeah. Uh, you think I could take him? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. You could beat the shit out of this guy. Oh. Now, especially. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now he's dead for 90 years. 20. You, you got this one. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't want to disappoint you. All right. Last story. I'm sure you've heard of this one. Um, this takes place in over a 10-week period in 1946. In Texarkana. Um, Where's Texarkana? Texarkana is in Arkansas. Okay. Um, I believe. So, yeah. Uh, you've probably heard of this one. There's a movie. Two movies made out, out of it. Uh, a mysterious unknown maniac uh, attacked three young couples uh, at different lovers' lanes that were local. Uh, and, a, at a middle, and a middle-aged married couple in their own home. Uh, five of the victims were killed, and three barely escaped with their lives. Uh, the first attack came on February 22nd when the killer ambushed Jimmy Hollis, age 25, and Mary Jean Larry, 19, in their car. 25 and 19? Mm-hmm. Come on, pal. <laughs> uh, they, uh, the killer pointed a flashlight at their faces, um, ordered Hollis, ordered Jimmy out of the car, told him to take his pants off, and then he proceeded to beat and stomp him so badly that he would spend days in a coma. Damn. Uh, Mary Jean, uh, she was ordered to run. The attacker chased her down, beat her, assaulted her with the barrel of a gun. Uh, she managed to escape. Uh, ended up pleading for help at the door of a house a half a mile away. Uh, so she lived. And Jimmy... You know, was in a coma for a while. Yeah, is this Valentine's Day? February twenty second. No, so. is that the name of the movie? No, Town of the Dreaded Sunday. Oh, okay. Um, a few weeks after the first attack, another young couple were. Oh, I see that movie streaming. And then and they stuff. did a remake. Okay. Not, and then the remake uses like the original movie as like it's still like a tradition in that town to watch it at a drive-in. Oh, yeah. So, like, they kind of use the first movie to play off into the second one. Okay. They're both pretty good, though. Um, so, a few weeks later, uh, another young couple are attacked in their car. This time, um, 
the sequence of events are not as well are not really known because the the person shot both victims uh, execution style. Another couple of weeks go by. Ramping up is what they call that. Yeah, he's done with this fucking round thing. Yeah. Um, Another couple of weeks go by, and two more kids are found dead. Uh, They made it out of the car or were forced to exit the car. They had put up a bit of a struggle, um, but they were were both shot multiple times. Uh, The final victims were the middle-aged married couple, uh, Virgil and Katie Starks. Uh, The killer changed up his M.O. pretty drastically. Uh, he didn't even really like approach them. He just shot them through their window and killed them. So they're just chilling. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, two shots. They're Maybe dead. like he just saw them in the car, assumed they were younger, saw who. No, they were at their house. Oh, they were at their house. So he's just like passing by the house. Sees oh wow. This, oh, sees the window there. Sees them inside. He and, just hates love. And he's just like, and bang bang. Yeah. So, uh, Katie Starks though she. Got shot in the head twice, but she didn't die. Um, so she tries to escape. The killer uh, chases her around the farmhouse. She ends up getting out of the house, uh, makes it to the neighbor's house, and collapses. Uh, a trail of blood and pieces of teeth. Oh my god! Made like the trail, like so yeah. that way, like. Um, so the entire time, you know, the the Texarkana, they're flipping the fuck out. Uh, 47 police officers worked around the clock on the case with little to go by. Um, they're thinking that, you know, this guy, like you said, hates love. Um, there was like just mobs of people just like every night. What do you call that? Incel? Or someone who's like... Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, this guy's like one of the original incels. What year was it? 1946. Okay. Um... Yeah, so the, I'm cleared. The town people are just like in roving mobs, you know, uh-huh. just looking for this anybody. Uh, a bunch of like teenagers started trying to set traps, like use themselves as bait, and started trying to like trap the guy. Um, a lot of people. Like, I don't know, Betty. I think if you were sucking my dick, it would definitely draw him in a little <laughs> bit faster. Because then I could be like, oh, Betty, it feels so good when you suck, suck my dick. dick. I mean, Sarah, if you want to try it too, and I could be like, oh, Sarah, Betty, you're both sucking my dick. Nobody, nobody's out there wanting to kill us. <laughs> yeah. Right now. Oh, you're sucking my dick. <laughs> what a way to go. <laughs> so that it's was a totally word. <laughs> that was a reenactment of the teenager's help. The guy gets shot. His, his dying words are worth it. Worth it. <laughs> he the the killer just shakes his head. <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> people in the town were home aloneing their houses. Oh, like they were just making like booby traps. And shit. Oh, I was imagining the scene with the fake dance party. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, they're like hanging paint cans and things, <laughs> putting matchbox cars out. Yeah, uh, broken ornaments. The town made curfews. The uh, lock salesman made a fortune. Um, and then yeah, they ended up making the town the dreaded sundown. I think it came out in the seventies, uh, and then the remake came out like last, like I don't know, eight. 10 years ago. Yeah. Um, some survivors described the killer as a large man wearing a white, like, kind of like Jason yeah. in um, part two. Or what he has just like the burlap sack on. Yeah, that's part two. Probably. I don't know. Uh, so, yeah, like that kind of like really led to this making a great horror movie because the dude's they, wearing a fucking horror. He just stopped after that. And then, yeah. And then. um. So, what if it was a guy who like 
girlfriend broke up with him. This fucking fucker couldn't handle it. So he, like, killed some couples, but then she's like, I think I will take you back. And now he's like... He was like, oh, okay, well... Yeah, I don't need, I'm not going to kill anybody anymore. Well, the uh, a lot of the focus went on a guy named Yule Swinney. He was a local petty criminal. Uh, he'd went to prison for Grand Theft Auto around the time the killing stopped. Uh, that seems, though, like, if you're just a petty criminal, like, I'm doubting you're... You're probably not out there murdering people. Yeah, like, and then not robbing them. Maybe, like, the people at the house yeah. were shot, and then, like, all their shit was Yeah, gone. and you'd be taking some shit, yeah. Uh, I think it's just someone who just doesn't, can't stand couples. Well, now, on November 5th, 1948, uh, an 18-year-old named, uh, his last name was Tennyson. The only name I can find, uh, his nickname was Duty. Duty. D-O-O-D-I-E. Cool. So, he was found dead in his bedroom. Uh, wow, and in his duty. room was a poisoned ballpoint pen, uh, which I don't know what that means. So they would like do that thing where they like stick the pen in their tongue before they write. I guess, yeah. What maybe the that. fuck? Inside of inside of the pen, there was a note, uh, and it said, "The opening to my box will be found in the following few lines: In a tube of paper is found rolls on collars, and it is dry and sound." The head removes, the tail will turn, and inside is the sheet you yearn. Two bees mean a lot when they are together. Those clues should lead you to it. That's a lot of fucking writing to try to put inside a pen. <laughs> the cops found the box that this note alluded to. Um, they forced it open. Inside they found a confession of the second and third attacks. Uh Straight down to how the guns were dismantled and used, uh, how he dismantled the guns that he used and hid the parts. Um, so they think that this 18 year old kid was the killer, yeah, because he's confessed to it and like has details that weren't known. So he was never a suspect before his death, um, and kind of seems like he was probably the just. And then, like you said, he sounds like the fucking first incel. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there are, yeah, check out the movies. They're both, like, there's a scene in the first one where, like, they go, they have to go, like, all campy horror with it. Yeah. So, like, the killer has a trombone because he kills uh, one of the girls, like, I think is in the band and plays the trombone. <laughs> so he kills her by taping a knife. Band kids are such badasses. <laughs> they are, according to Man, Jason. Halloween. Halloween yeah. dies. Or Halloween, whatever, whatever yeah. which one we're up to. The last one. The newest one. But yeah, he tapes, in the movie, he tapes a knife to the end of the trombone yeah. and then plays it and keeps oh. like, stabbing her as, yeah. That's fun. I don't think that happened. Like, no. I happened to me. I'm like, oh, I can't believe, <laughs> I can't believe he did that. Oh. You're so creative, duty. I wish I could tell somebody. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. I think we solved a couple murders there. Yeah. Um, Made the world a better place. Yeah, but uh, thanks for listening. Yeah, um, thanks for my Christmas stuff. You got buddy. Uh, you got you had an open mic last night. Had an open mic last night. You got anything coming up? I just had a show January fourteenth at Gators in Marietta. Okay, that's coming that's up. Two weeks in a row now. The Gators have got a shout out on our podcast. Yeah, there's a Pretty whole sure bunch Gators of Gators are stop paying us money. They should. The old mm-hmm. Gators. You know about their ceiling? Mm-mm. It's made out of reptiles. I think that's all the time we have <laughs> this week. Goodbye. <laughs>